This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoors Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Um, I think you were the one that told me this many years ago that one way to catch a early season bass, big largemouth anyway, can sometimes be chucking a spinnerbait. Sometimes you can, in fact, that's why fishing for muskies sometimes, I'll, I've ended up hooking into some big bass early in the season. Right, and that, that's my favorite way because this time of year you want to be able to cover water, okay? That's very important uh, to cover water. Now, we also have to remember that uh, obstacles, you know, natural structure in the water is also going to hold early season bass. You know, like let's say you got an area where you got a lot of logs laying in the water or stumps or whatever. Yeah, there's going to be bass hanging around that because you're going to have smaller fish hanging around that. And, you know, they're going to want to eat one every now and then. So, uh, but the spinnerbait, I like using that because I can cover a lot of water quickly. Uh, lipless crankbaits, I like that too or a real shallow running crankbait. But, you know, I think overall for me, the spinnerbait, you know, to cover water, to attract fish. But like I always say, on the spinnerbait, on the back of it, you either have to, I, I like using a, a, a split-tail trailer on the back with a trailer hook. you got to have that trailer hook. Now also, which is also good to put on the back, is a paddle tail. Uh, putting a paddle tail worm on the back, that's good too. But never, ever, ever go without the the trailer hook. Got to have that trailer hook. Yeah, and this time of year, a, a, a spinner bait is kind of a it's your basic uh, crescent wrench type of bait because you can be get you you can take that out. You could get a muskie, you could get yeah. a pike, you can get a bass. I mean, you can even and, get a and like you said, and, or a walleye, and you can cover lots of water. Uh, now the fish pretty much in this cold water, it's not like they're super active. I don't care what species you're talking about. 
spawn, post spawn, pre spawn, whatever. Um, so it's not like it's going to be hot and heavy. So I think what you got to do is cover a lot of water and uh and, and try and uh, find the active fish find find the, you know put it put your bait in front of one that's going to go i guess mm -hmm. yep and there's going to be some areas when you're going to want to use a plastic worm you know that a spinnerbait won't go through in that because you got to remember you know i mean if any any kind of new vegetation that's out that's going to you know hold a few early season bass you know the pre-spawn bass but you know, once the fish are, once the male bass are going to start making beds and get ready for spawning, no, then then they're they're not going to be in those heavily weeded areas. They got to have an area where they can, you know, scoop out a little depression in that, and uh, to, for the female to drop her eggs in that. So, and you know, it's funny, bass, largemouth and smallmouth bass, are two of the main fish that guard the eggs. You know, guard the, the excuse me, the fry when they hatch. There are a couple of the few fish that actually will guard those little fish. Uh, a lot of other fish will just drop their eggs and leave. You know, that's it. You know, you're on your own, buddy. So, yeah, that, a lot of those, a lot of those male fish of a lot of species are like uh, they kind of hit and run. They don't stick around. See ya. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. And with the with the bass, with largemouth and smallmouth bass, it's the male bass that guards the nest, whereas the female bass, you know, she drops her eggs and she leaves, and it's up to the guy to, to be uh, mommy and daddy to the to the little baby bass. Yeah, you step, in, step into the plate there. You know, another, uh, another thing I would say, if you are going to fish, at least Pewaukee anyway, if you're out there for early season muskie, now, I uh, actually... Actually, I thought I'd be gone this weekend, so I turned down a guide job for today out there. But, you know, I've kind of gotten away from the May fishing. Uh, even the the June casting bite hasn't been what it used to be out there. I kind of make most my hay in uh, the trolling season when we get into the midsummer. But uh, early season, when I used to be out there, gung-ho opening uh, weekend, this is a good time of year that... You can go down a shoreline by docks and piers, kind of like you're bass fishing, and just go down up. You know, you, you could do do less wrong than just take a circle around the entire lake just working the shoreline, and you will run into fish in certain spots. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I think uh, two of my three sons actually caught their first legal muskies fishing for bass in shallow water in the spring of the year. Uh, I've caught several like that as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they're just floating around. You know, they're there. And, you, you know, you put something in front of their nose, you know, and uh, if they're hungry, they'll grab it. Yeah, so. It, it, they can be shallow. kind of reminds me, funny story, many years ago, uh, I, I wanted to just check out how a rod and reel. I, I got a new rod and reel. I wanted to see how, how it was working. So I, I went out here, and it was April, and I just stood. The piers weren't even in here on the Pewaukee. And I chucked a long cast out, and I'm winding in, and I look back, and to my horror, there's about a 46-inch muskie coming behind it. And I'm like, oh, crap, it's not season. I don't want to get in trouble. I, I, so I, 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 you never saw a guy wind a bait so fast and, and get it up out of the water away from the fish. Uh, it was there just shallow, and so since that time, I've gotten where I have a big old giant daredevil, and I take the hooks off that. So if I get tempted to go out and throw a bait off the shoreline before season, 
uh, I don't want to get myself in jeopardy as far as getting a ticket for fishing out of season. But they can be shallow. That that sure surprised me. Yeah, and the, when we talked about wind earlier, when it comes to the time when the bass are going to be spawning, it's better to have, you know, the the calm bays, the calm areas, rather than windy areas. Yeah, bass. It it doesn't pay to have a, a windy area for bass when they're spawning. So. The calmer, the better. Yeah, they prefer kind of calm, mm. quiet, warm water. Exactly, and we prefer a calm, quiet commercial break. <laughs> Coming up next is the gut report, folks. So stay tuned for more with him, Dan Bush, and myself, Tom Newbauer. We'll be right back. Come here, I'm gonna eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, today we're going to talk potatoes. You get a big piece of aluminum foil. Well, not real big, but you get a piece of aluminum foil, and you take one potato and dice it, not too small. And then you take a couple tablespoons or more of diced green pepper, a couple tablespoons or more of diced onion, sprinkle a little garlic powder, salt and pepper on it, and put two pats of butter on it, and then you wrap it in the aluminum foil, and then throw it on the grill with your other stuff. I'll tell you what, it doesn't take long. You just cook it until it's done, and it's delicious. And you can do that with uh, sweet potatoes as well. So anyway, that's what I like to do in the summertime when I'm grilling out. Throw some potatoes in aluminum foil on the grill. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price selection and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Walleyes, cutting edge outdoors. We are presented by Bait Made Fish Attractant. I'm Dan Bush along with Tom Newbauer. We want to thank everybody out there listening today. Uh, we always make it a point to uh, thank law enforcement. Uh, we back the badge, first responders, military workers, healthcare workers. We thank you guys for what you do. And we appreciate all of our listeners, near and far, Tom. And Tom, uh, today being the opening, of, uh, of fishing, I got some information from the DNR website, and uh, I never, I, I, I'm really shocked at this, you know, I've known that they release uh, trout in area waters around here in Waukesha County, I've heard Lower Genesee and, uh-huh. and some, of the, some of the other ones, but I'm just amazed at the number of bodies of water uh, stocked with trout, and I just wanted to run some of these by you, Tom, and see if you even... You've, you've, I'm thinking you know most every pond and lake and river in this doggone county, but uh, here's a couple of them. Uh, let's see. Waukesha County, here's one. Calhoun Park Pond, they released rainbow trout yearlings, 250 of them. Do you know where the Calhoun Park Pond is? Yeah, that's off of Capitol Drive, yeah. Okay, you're one out of one. Yeah, How my, about, kids, uh, my kids have gone there, yeah. Okay, the Delafield Park Pond, uh, 228 rainbows. Yeah, I've never been to that one. Delafield, haven't been there. Another one, Foxbrook Park Pond. I know where it is. I've never been there. 
So, so they've released 4,920 uh, yearling rainbow trout in the Foxbrook Park Pond. So that would sound like uh, a good oh, one. Oh, wait to... a minute. I do know where that one is. That, I have been there. That's right. I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I know. I, I'm going to go with some of the bigger ones here because it's a long list. It's amazing. And so lots of, lots of trout available if you want to get the kids out. And I'm thinking to catch some of these stock trout. Uh, I'm not a trout expert, but uh, years ago when we fished Tanny Como down in Missouri by Branson, and uh, and those are a lot of stock trout down there, uh, we just used a single little red salmon egg and uh, in a split shot. And I don't even think we used a bobber. You'd just kind of chuck it on out, let it sink on down, and then wind it back slow, kind of working a night crawler with a split shot. I, that seemed to work good. And I know our friend uh, Al Brown used to go to... Uh, Lower Genesee, and that's, I believe, what he would use when he'd go to Lower Genesee, which, by the way, has got brown trout stocked in it, 5,000 brown trout. So that would be the place to go. The other place, Lannan County Park, has oh, 3,000. Quarry. Okay. Lannan well, Quarry. I would take my kids there a lot. They, they really enjoyed that. Our favorite bait out there, it was a yeah. killer, was a one or two pieces of corn on a small hook with corn, a, okay. with a bobber. Yep, little piece of corn. Because you got to remember, those trout trout are fed uh, pellets. Okay, they're they're come in a pellet form that's about the size of a kernel of corn. So they they love that. Yeah, they ate those up like crazy. Okay, so that they they didn't call it quarry, but it's the same spot. I'm sure they they released rainbow trout. 3,588 of them. Would you throw that corn out under a bobber, Tom, or would yep. you just... Th- yep, okay. And, yeah, and the schools of trout would, like, swim in circles around. And it, it was really weird how, you know, like, you, you could get a bunch of bites right away, and then you wouldn't get any bites for about 10, 15 minutes. Then that school would come around again, and you get a bunch of bites. And, and at one time, it was uh, at Lannan Park, it was an old quarry. That's why they call it Lannan Quarry, you know. That's yep. just the local name of it. But, uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a nice place for family picnics and all that. And, and they got a swimming area uh, that's roped off uh, at Lannan Park. So, yeah, it's a nice place to go. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of size limit, if any, they got on those plants. There was a size limit. I just don't remember what it was, if it was 8 or 9 inches. Okay. Probably around eight or nine, something like that. I, I'm guessing if they're releasing yearlings, that those yearling ones probably are all pretty much of that size. I'm guessing. Yeah. Anyway, the, the, the fish that were released were always legal. Yeah. And and my mom and dad would take my two older boys. You know, when they were little, they would take them to Brown Deer Park, and they released a lot of uh, trout and perch in Brown Deer Park, and uh, they always caught a caught some there as well as a few goldfish. <laughs> here, speaking of parks, here's here's another park, Lions Park Pond, Lions Park, Rainbow Trout, 233 yearling, Lions Park. I don't I, know where that one is. I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar to me. Now, not only in some of these little parks, though, um, they McQuanago River, they released brook trout, Large fingerlings, 8,000 of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot. I, and I'm guessing, now fingerlings, 
I, I'm guessing you can't keep any of those, but evidently I'm guessing they probably release fingerlings every year, which eventually by the next year or so are catchable size brook trout. I, I, I think those fingerlings are pretty small. Those only might be a few inches long. Right, right. Yeah, and but I don't think you, they're going to make it to legal size after only one year. Well, then why would they even put them in there? Uh, for them to grow up and get big, oh, okay. or maybe they just wanted to feed the other fish. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they grow up eventually. I guess maybe yeah. not in one year. But the McWanago River, that I don't normally think of that as a cold water body, you know, cold body of water. And typically for trout to survive over a number of years and grow, sure, they can stay alive now in the spring when you throw it in when the water's cold, but you want to have cool, cool water. So, well, as uh, long I don't know as that water is flowing, they're okay. We, you know, we've got a lot of, a lot of trout waters in Wisconsin, but especially in southwestern Wisconsin. And that water, you know, sure, it's going to be warm, but as long as it's flowing water, that, that keeps a dissolved oxygen in it. And uh, we've, you know, actually Wisconsin, uh, if you look at the trout book that the DNR puts out, it's amazing how many miles of trout water there are in Wisconsin. Just amazing. Yeah, I guess it's got to be, flowing definitely helps, but I don't know. If it were a body of water where the water temp is 90 degrees, I don't care if it's flowing like Niagara Falls. I don't think you're going to find any trout there. Yeah, 90 degrees. I don't I don't know. Have the lakes around here ever got that warm? I don't uh, know if they, I know they get in a, sometimes in a 80, low I guess 80. I've seen, I guess I've seen high 80s. Yeah. Um, I've seen high 80s, and I, I believe that even uh, even some of those uh, big shallow shallow rivers, like the Mississippi River, the St. Louis River, where I go up to, uh, I know that gets into the 80s, and that's why my secret spring hole spot up there for the big pike, where you'll find you know three foot to 40 inch long pike laying in just a couple feet of water. Uh, they've been there for 30, 35 years since I've been going there, and they were there again last year. So uh, some of those do get pretty warm, but I guess, yeah, 90 degrees. I don't think too many bodies of water are getting up to 90 degrees. Um, but, you know, the, the thing, the point being here is, uh, I guess, in Waukesha County, there's a lot of opportunity that, uh, for, for you to take some kids and go fishing. There's a list of probably like 30 places here. Just go to the DNR website. You can find where they're doing the stocking in some of these little lakes, rivers, ponds parks and yeah, uh, the, go out and go out and catch them yeah a lot of the the parks that have ponds in them um they put trout in them yeah a lot of the parks around and sometimes they stock them with bluegills and perch as well so yeah if you know you can take the kids to these different parks and fish from shore and you know you might not you know catch a bunch of them but you might catch a few you know you know and it's always a good time to let the kids do their stuff you know well, your yeah. tip about your tip about using corn tom, um, <clears throat> as I recall, I've talked to some people who've gone to like trout, you know, these trout ponds where you know you pay and you go in and you yeah. catch the fish right there in the pond. And I think that's what they use for bait there is the little kernels of corn. Yeah, because it 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 looks just like what they're fed, you know, when they're in captivity. Wow. Yeah. So I think uh, we got a hornswoggle segment coming up here, Tom. Yeah, the hornswoggle, and, and it's brought to you by Carl's Country Market in Menominee Falls, and also by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. 
you can win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market and a nice prize package from Coleman and Batemate. So if you're if you're a lucky winner, but if you want to be a contestant, you got to call now. And uh, also, I want to remind you, if you've won in the last two months, don't bother calling. Sam the Man is keeping a list of who's won, and uh, he'll he'll shoot you right out if you've won in the last two months. So give somebody else a chance and call right now at 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. We'll be right back right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Wacky Walleyes, Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant. And uh, right now we have our Hornswoggle segment where if someone is a lucky wiener, they can get not only a uh, gift certificate for Carl's Country Market, they can also get a prize package from Bait Mate Fish Attractant. Now, for our listeners out there, just kind of let you know, um, I typically will try and send the uh, Carl's Country Market a certificate within a couple of days. Now, our good friends at Baitmate, I send them the information. So it, that's taken care of on their level. So it might be a week or two before you get your stuff from them. So don't 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 worry about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, t- do we have a lucky contestant here, Sam? Yep. Today we got Roy in Milwaukee. Roy in Milwaukee. How you doing, Roy? Uh, real good, Bushy. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Are you going to be uh, fishing this weekend? I might take a ride out to Bass's Bay and try one of them Tom's uh, hot baits, the mini bites, and cast into the shoreline. There you go. There you go. That's the plan. Okay, so here we go. Our topic is... They got an eight-inch size limit on panfish out there. Oh, oh, yeah. All of them? Bluegills and crappies? Yeah, bluegills, crappies, and perch. Eight-inch size limit. Bring bring your bump board. Start this year. No, that's all. It's been like that for a long time. Do you ever go out there and fish, Bassy? Oh, oh yeah. Do you? And uh, you, if I were you, I throw you a spinner. Where do you launch by uh, Hunter's Nest? What? Where do you launch your boat at Hunter's Nest? Yeah, you can launch at Hunter's Nest and then go through the the marsh to get over to Bass's Bay. Have you ever done yeah. that? Yeah, it's a little tricky, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, okay, but if I were you. Throw a spinnerbait out there or a husky jerk, something like that, and you'll catch a lot of northern pike. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks for the tip. Hey, one question. This orange woggle game, if you're BSing me, it's an orange woggle, right? That's right. So if I'm BSing you, orange woggle. If if I'm not BSing you, it's no orange woggle. Hey, Bushy, you been fishing Pewaukee Lake? You live right on there, right? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I uh, I haven't been on Pewaukee uh, uh, fishing this year. Um, I was out there. I got new electronics put on my boat, all the new Hummingbird latest and greatest. And uh, our friend Dave Olson is going to hopefully on Monday or Tuesday have me go out there and, you know, he's going to help show me the stuff. But, you know, I got tired. The boat had sat with the cover on it and all this new electronics, which I spent a fortune on. 
And I, I find, I'm proud of myself. I thought, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go out here and try and start figuring this stuff out myself. And uh, thank God for YouTube. I looked at a lot of videos online, this and that. I'd go out there, and I've used both my front locator, uh, back locator, set up some different screens, adjusted the sensitivity, and also learned how to use the hand uh. remote control for the trolling motor. So it's pretty sharp. But, no, I haven't been fishing out there. I actually turned down a guide job today. Uh, I, it's just so cold. You know, the fishing can be so slow this time of year. Uh, I, some of our listeners have been asking me about the crappies on Pewaukee, and uh, I haven't heard any word yet on it, and I don't see a bunch of people out there uh, doing it. So uh, water temp, I think yesterday, if I uh, if my brain-damaged mind can remember, uh, I think it was around 53 degrees. I could be wrong on that. So, But hopefully, you're, you know, some cr- you're crappies. You're a guide will... out there, right? Yeah, I guide for muskies. Yeah. So now to get a hold of you to to go out there, you like advertise right by Smokies there. You know what? I used to have. That's where I used to get all my business. I had cards there. Now I just pretty much just take repeat old customers out. But uh, you could always email Tom or just go to White Jaw Guide Service. I got a website, White okay. Jaw, and Guide Service. Just Google Dan Bush Pewaukee and give me a call. Middle of July on is the best time. I like to take people trolling when they can actually have more of a chance of getting the muskie. Casting, that's uh, more work. You can get them. Had some memorable times. But, yeah, give me a call. So, anyway, oh well, hopefully you'll win something here on our Hornschwaggle. So, today's topic is fish and fish jumping. Okay, first statement. Um, salmon and trout species have evolved to swim rivers to return to natal streams to spawn and along the way they often have to jump barriers to complete the journey therefore it's pretty natural for trout and salmon to jump hornswoggle or no hornswoggle that's a no hornswoggle no hornswoggle okay all right pike and muskies when you're fighting a pike a pike is much more likely to jump out of the water when you're when you're fighting it than a muskie. A pike is more likely to jump. Muskies don't jump as much as pike. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, no hornswoggle. No, nope, that was a hornswoggle. Mm. Hornswoggle. Muskies tend to jump way more than pike. They both jump, but the muskies just tend to. And and you know what? Muskies actually did I believe, I believe evolve as a river fish as well. So they. According to the In Fisherman magazine, those river fish may have more of a tendency to jump. Okay, next one. Uh, Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. Both largemouth bass and smallmouth bass have the ability to jump and oftentimes do when you're fighting them. Both smallmouth and largemouth bass jump. Uh, No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. You got her. All right. All right. right. Well, uh, appreciate you calling in there, buddy. Keep appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll put you on hold. And Sam, I am. We'll get your address information. We'll get that sent out to you, buddy. Yeah, I just want to tell you guys, it's a great show. I listen to it every Saturday. I appreciate all the hot tips. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All righty. So, Tom. Yeah. uh, What would you say jump more, largemouth or smallmouth? I think the smallies jump more, personally. I think you're I right. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of think they do, yeah. 
I, I But then I again, agree. the large mouth, large mouth do too, but no, the smallies, it seems like they're like rockets as soon as you set the hook, you know? Yeah, and, and, and it's sometimes said, have you ever been on the water? I, I've observed this several times in my life. Actually, uh, with Northern Pike, predominantly, where I'd be fishing, uh, I remember as a kid, we were on the St. Croix River back in the 60s, maybe, or early 70s, and we were in a quiet little pool, and this northern pike, for like five minutes, kept leaping out of the water, tail walking, going crazy, and we didn't hook it, it was just going nuts, and I remember at the time, my dad theorized that maybe it had something hooked in its throat, and uh, it was trying to throw it. And then I observed it on Oconomowoc one time. I was musky fishing with suckers. And it was about a 40-inch class pike put on quite a show for us, leaping and jumping. So what's your observations on that? I think you're right. I think there was something maybe stuck in their throat. You know, sometimes if, they, uh, if, if a fish tries to swallow uh, another fish the wrong way, you know, and then they're... Uh, uh, the fins stick out then, especially the top dorsal fins. Yeah, that can get stuck in their throat, you know, like a bluegill. It's wider instead of long and thin, and that could get stuck. And, yeah, well, it's kind of like, you know, years ago when we fished muskies with the single J-hook, um, you knew that the fish had it down its throat when the muskie jumped out of the water. You, you know, know what? Trying to throw it, so. You're exactly, yeah. you know, fortunately... I only caught one or two on those over the years, and I remember one particular uh, 42-incher that my dad caught on Lake Butazare, and after we let it take the single hook for a long time, it rolled on top of the water, and that's when it had it swallowed down. And, yeah, I, I think they sense something, you know, it, it's, yeah, whether they're trying to throw it or whatever, uh, something something is amiss, and they uh, they try and throw it. And and you think about it now. In Fisherman Magazine theorizes that when they jump out of the water, they can thrash their head back and forth, and it's going to be a lot easier thrashing their head out of the water to get some leverage to throw something as opposed to thrashing their head under the water. Uh, so same. Well, think about how the, how many times have you had a fish on? comes leaping out of the water, shaking its head, and the, the fish goes one direction and your lure is sailing back towards the boat. Yep, definitely. Well, with that, we got to take a break. Top of the hour break, Danny. And, Time's uh, flying. Yeah, we'll be back, folks, with, uh, just after a few minutes, so stay tuned. Grab another cup of coffee if you want, and uh, we'll be right back right here on the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoors. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoors Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, good morning, folks, and thank you for sticking with us. After that first hour, we got another hour to go. 
because we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., and we are live, so if you want to join us, you can always call with your questions and comments at 414-799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And right now, Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, we got a guest on the line. We got Sean Gillis from Fish Addiction Guide Service, Charter Service. And uh, Sean is here to give us an update on Lake Michigan. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good, good, buddy. Oh, boy, you're you're all up and at them this morning. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we were up and at them a long time ago. We got 15 coals in the box, and we're moving to 16 real quick here. Oh, you're wow! That's fantastic. So yeah, it's been really good, really good. Tom, uh, I talked, I t- guys. I talked to a guy last week. Uh, and he told me that they're slamming the cohos out there, but swore me to secrecy. So I didn't say anything last week, but now I'm not swore to secrecy. We got Sean. Tell us about it. What's going on? You getting them? Where are you getting them? How long? What What are you using? Um, right now, it's pretty windy out here, so the small boats are kind of blown out. They can't get out here, but uh, the charter business is booming, and we are putting lots of fish in the boat. Um, cohos, you know, it's a normal thing. They're up high. They're feeding on a lot of alewives, and uh, we're fishing off a racine for the first month. And right now, you can you can practically fall out of the boat and land on a coho. <laughs> wow! Are, now, now, you're are you using like the peanut flies in in, in in the top of the water, or small crankbaits, or 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 e all of the above? I try to use whatever the fish tell me to use. So right now, we got some spoons, we got some dodger flies, but uh, right now they're just they're they're like they're telling us what, what they like to eat and and some pretty good size ones it's looking like yeah we've got uh i think the biggest one's probably only about four pounds but man they're just good eating this time of year a cold water and a lot of food for them and now how long does that bite go on now will it i've always heard that it goes it starts moving north where it starts down south and then works its way up the coast here on lake michigan what do you see as far as the transition yeah, that's true. It starts in Indiana, and it works its way up the, uh, the western shoreline. Uh, as the bait moves north, so do the cohos. And as the water warms, they kind of spread out as the bait gets depleted. When it's colder, the bait tends to be real tight. And um, right now, there's a lot of bait off of Racine, so that's where we're fishing. Gotcha. And how, yeah, how far from shore are you? I could throw a rock and hit it. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's the- pretty, pretty close. So they're that so they're that shallow then too. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm running a rod any deeper than 15 feet. Amazing! In, wow. In the water. Yep. Um, amazing. And now right. you're you're available for charter. It's fish addiction charter. Uh, you're available. You'll be doing this and pretty much all summer long. Uh, are you going to be transitioning more to the kings later, or, or what's the typical season? You know, how's the how's the transition go? Yeah, we usually focus on cohos the first part of the season. Uh, May 1 to June 1, we fish out of Racine. And then um, we move up to Milwaukee and we continue fishing cohos and kings and rainbows and lakers and browns and whatever else we can catch. Now, what what's the alewife situation out there? Because you always hear one year like, oh, you know, the fish aren't as big. There's not as many alewives. Or the fish aren't biting. There's too many alewives. I mean, you're always hearing something. But yeah, uh the- the hard part is right now pulling the fish off of the live bait to get them to hit artificials. Um, we were we were practice fishing down here the other day, and we 
were empty. We had to pull up lines to, to knock the alewives off the hooks uh, so that we could actually catch fish. So there's plenty of bait. Amazing. Wow. Now, with that, all that bait in the big pond, I would think that uh, you're, you should be due to get some monster uh, kings this year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good year for the kings. It's going to be a great year. The kings, otherwise known as the Chinook salmon. And, uh, you know, back in the mid-'80s, we, we actually, in a little 14-foot aluminum boat by the Two Rivers Nuclear Plant, we actually did legitimate, legitimately get several ones that were over 30 pounds and a whole bunch of 28-pounders. Uh, you know, hopefully those days might come back where you're getting those, you know, big ones uh, again. Kind of, yeah, with this kind of bait in the water and this kind of biomass, there's, there's definitely going to be fish over 30 pounds this year. And how about as far as the Lakers? Because it seems to me, um, they, they, from what I understand, I think they, they started stocking a little bit less of the Kings and stocked or concentrating on Lakers. Is, is that true? Yeah, they also upped the limit of Lakers. I think they're going to preserve the limit they had last year of five fish. It's two now because the rule reverted back, but I believe they're going to change that to five fish by the time the season really gets, really gets going. So the Lakers last year, I think our biggest one was 25 pounds, and that's a huge fish to pull off the bottom. It, you know what? That, that is. I, I actually caught two fish out there on Lake Michigan. I only went twice with my buddy Komar, and uh, in the South Gap we caught a, I think it was a 17-pound laker. And I'll tell you what, I know they get a lot bigger than that, but that thing looked like a, like, like a whale when we saw it in the clear water coming in. And I, I kind of had a smaller net, more for brown trout. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. So there's some there's some big fish out there to be caught. It looks like you'll have a great season. Um, what uh, If somebody wants to get a hold of you, you got a phone number, uh, you got a website, what's the best way to book with you? Yeah, you can get a hold of me on fishaddiction.net, and that'll give you all the info. And if you want to call me direct, you can call me at 414-852-8446. And we'll be out here catching fish when you call. (laughs) I know you will be, Sean, without a doubt. (laughs) Thanks for calling today. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Good luck, buddy. You too. Bye now. Wow. You know what, Danny? I'm kind of jealous. Well, you know what? He invited me to go out this morning. But, uh, you know, I, I couldn't go because, you know, I got, you know, I got to have the Wi-Fi and my app and the smartphone there. So, um, yeah, otherwise he had an extra spot on the boat and I uh, could have got out there. But son of a gun. You know, I would have I would have went if you would have asked me. But I, well, I take that back. I wouldn't go in this wind because <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's so easy for me, at least, to get sick. Uh, I got to take the Dramamine when I go out there. Well, no. you know what? That's one thing I've never had a problem no. with the seasick thing. Yeah, no. see, I don't have a problem with that on inland lakes. None whatsoever. It can be as rough as can be. I got no problem. But out on Lake Michigan or the ocean, oh, yeah, I'll get sick in a heartbeat. That, you know, without the, and the, taking the Dramamine, it makes you so darn tired, you know. Uh, and even with the Dramamine, if, if it's really rough, on Lake Michigan, oh, everybody gets sick, even the captains. <laughs> everybody does. Well, we are going to get a fishing report, I believe, at 7.30 from our friend Dave Olson. He's okay. been up on the Bay of Green Bay. He's been slamming the walleye, so I can tease that a little bit. And it's, I talked to him. You know, he got a brand-new nitro boat. 
and he used to have a ranger but apparently he tom you talk about the big water big waves he was out and it kicked up on lake michigan uh, and or the bay of green bay and he had huge huge waves i think he said the five six footers and he, he said if he'd had his old Ranger, he probably would have been taking some over the top. But his big old nitro boat managed to, you know, not take any over the top. And and he was, he was you know, safe and secure. But I'll tell you what, that big water can, can get rough in a hurry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not just seasick, but you got to make sure that you don't get sunk out there. Exactly. Hey, Danny, we got an email. This comes from uh, Mike. He says, hey, guys, love listening to the podcast every week. And by the way, Sam, maybe you can tell people how they can go and listen to the show during the week on a podcast. Just go to odyssey.com slash 1250amthefan, and then on the top of the website there should be a section where you see podcasts, and then scroll down, you'll find the Cutting Edge Outdoors, and they should be right there. All righty. Anyway, so he says he loves listening to the podcast every week. And uh, there's an interesting article about what they want to try to do in Idaho. Now, I'm clicking on it now. And this is what, in Idaho, they, I, this is weird. The Idaho House on Tuesday approved legislation allowing the state to hire private contractors and expand methods to kill wolves roaming Idaho, a measure that would cut the wolf population by, are you ready for this, 90%. Ninety percent, they want to cut it by. They want. They think that their wolf population is about fifteen hundred, and they want to bring it down to a hundred and fifty. Boy, wouldn't that be something if they did that here in Wisconsin, Danny? Well, I know it'd make you happy because you hate wolves so much. But I, I don't hate wolves. You don't even hunt. You don't even deer hunt. I don't understand why you hate the wolves so much. I, I don't hate wolves. I just don't think that wolves get along with people, especially when you've got. A lot of farm animals and that that just they just don't get along. When, you don't own you know, a farm wolves, either. Wolves in Canada, you know, they've got a lot of room, a lot of food. They're not bothered by people because there's so much uh, isolated territory. They're fine there. I don't, you know, they wolves over. It, it has just been proven uh, over the years that wolves and people just don't get along. So you like Canadian wolves, but not American. Racist! You're a racist! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So, well, actually, I can understand, like, if you were um, up by uh, Arrington's Resort, where our friend Troy is staying, and some of those areas in northern Wisconsin where, you know, the, the poor deer hunters are, you know, their season sucks because they're not seeing deer and they're, there are a lot of wolves in those areas. Yeah, then I can see. You know, if you lived up there, then I can see you getting all, all hot and bothered about the wolves. But otherwise, I, I, I don't get all worked up about it. I, I'm, I'm oh, more, I'm not all worked up about it, you know, because worked. I live down here. But... Well, that's exact, exactly it. But um, yeah. although I did hear a story, a guy, one of the locals up there, uh, who does live up there, he, uh, he posted, I think, a Facebook video which uh, apparently showed a pack of wolves um, taking a dog down and pretty much, you know, pretty vicious and killing it. And then, and then he got all kinds of hate on Facebook from, you know, people about it. And I guess he kind of went back to kind of to like, well, screw you. I can't even let my dog outside when I, when I live up here. 
and uh, you know, so he he's anti Wolf as well. Yeah, I just I just think uh, you leave the wolves in Canada; they're happy up there. Or you know, I don't mind some wolves being in Wisconsin, but do we need over two thousand wolves in northern Wisconsin? You know, they wanted the 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 herd to be at what two hundred and fifty or three fifty something like that, but it's gotten out of control now. Just gotten out of control. And like I said, you know, we, down here, you know, we don't have a problem because we don't have to live with them. Boy, I'll tell you what, people in the northern half of the state, they got a big problem with them. And right now, I don't have a problem with doing another ad. We've got a, we've got a commercial break, Danny, coming up here. So, folks, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. If You know, if you've got any questions or comments, you can call us at 414-799-1250 or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. We'll be right back with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. All right! Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant. If you're getting out in the great outdoors, don't forget the Bait Mate for the fish and bring your Coleman insect repellent. Don't get those pesky ticks and mosquitoes. I want to mention, we were talking, Tom, about uh, some of the urban parks and so forth, all these stock trout. A uh, couple of uh, things. Make sure that you do have your inland fishing, li- your, your fishing license as well as the inland uh, uh, Great Lakes trout, inland trout, Great Lakes trout. What is what's the it inland, say? inland trout stamp? Yeah, inland trout stamp. I'm reading this wrong. Um, it said inland or Great Lakes trout stamp, but why would you need the Great Lakes trout stamp if you're inland? Yeah, get the no, inland one, I guess. But check the regulations. Don't yeah, take it separate. from us. Yeah, and uh, also some of the parks. Remember, it, it's important to remember that only kids under the age of 15. And certain disabled anglers can fish these urban waters. Uh, so go to page 2324 of the Guide to Wisconsin Hook and Line Fishing Regs for daily bag limits for the urban ponds. So make sure you're not some uh, embarrassed adult and make some guy they come by and go, hey, this is for kids only. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you can take your kids. Check the regs. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know what they didn't have this year? that I noticed they didn't have the kids fishing clinic this year, I noticed. Well, you know, Tom, we got that deadly virus, uh, COVID worldwide. Yeah. You know, we, we can't have a bunch of kids outside by a pond. Everybody's going to die. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, did you get your second shot? Yeah, I got my second shot. And again, I, I'm not, again, I'm not making like it. I, like I was some, I was some patriot for doing it. I just decided that, uh, um, yeah, the real patriots are service people and police officers and first responders. They're the patriots out there t- protecting us. But I just did it because I thought, oh, what the heck, it's free. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, I got it. And uh, I had I, I didn't have any side effects, so I, I was okay. Uh, interesting, though, I was looking that the uh, parks are going to be up and running, and uh, I don't think they'll be at full capacity. Again, you can go to the DNR website and get information about the the parks, but they're, they still got to put in there that they recommend wearing a face mask and social distancing six feet apart in an outdoor park for crying out loud. So, geez, 
It'll be a cold day in you know where before I'm going to walk around in a park wearing a mask outside. I know, same here. I'm surprised I haven't seen anybody uh, wearing them while they're fishing. But no, uh, you'll, <laughs> that you'll probably funny. you'll probably see it, my friend. But yeah, I, uh, you're outside and, for crying out loud. Why would somebody? You're out all by yourself, not even near anybody. Do you think that you know the virus is going to blow through the air and just catch you all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere? Um, yeah, I see it in front of in front of my house on the road in front of my house. People will be jogging or walking their dogs and they're wearing a mask and they're all alone and it's like why are you doing that you know I yeah mean, I, I don't understand and why do you should put a put a mask on the dog too they can get it wow you're abusing animals by not putting a mask on that dog hey we got a caller tom all righty all right let's go to rick in milwaukee morning rick hey rick morning morning uh I'm on my way out to rent a boat on Pewaukee Lake, and I never got a rule book when I got my license. So what is the uh, size limit on, like, the bass? And I, I don't plan on catching a muskie, but um, do we know what the sizes are? Yeah, 14 oh. inches on bass, smallmouth or largemouth, and you can only keep five. Um, muskie is a size limit of 40 inches. You can only keep one. Northern Pike is a size limit of 32 inches, and you can only keep one. Um, walleye is a size limit of 18 inches, and you can keep three. And as far as all the panfish are concerned, there's no size limit on those. And Owen, oh, by the way, you can catch all the carp you want. I am not interested <laughs> in them. <laughs> Though yeah. I've seen them out there, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so what side of the lake would you recommend fishing today? I'm, I'm hoping to... Um, Hoping to uh, beat the uh, heavy winds today. I'd, I'm I'd only fish, renting a boat until noon. Yeah, I'd fish on the east end, right in front of Bushy's place. Oh, I know where that is. It's <laughs> right, right where I'm renting the boat. Oh, okay. And, and, and if you are renting a boat, now we do have a beach side here, but also the uh, Smokies, the old Smokies musky shop is now just Smokies. It's it, they still have a bunch of musky stuff. That's the good thing. And that's Water's Edge Boat Club as well. They rent boats there too. So you can go either place, and either place should have copies of the regulations for you. Now, I, have, I did check my window. This is the window report. And some of, uh, some of my, our listeners out there, I've kind of talked about some of the areas where they get crappies, and I see about four or five boats out there. I haven't seen anybody catching anything, but... Uh, yeah, now the east side, it's calm right now, but typically once it gets windy, this east side can get uh, pretty windy. And once it gets all churned up and mucky, it, it, then, it's, then it's no good. So as long as the big winds don't hit yet, uh, you know, both the far west end of the lake and, uh, and the uh, far east end right now, shallow, warmer water, maybe Taylor's Bay, uh, shoreline areas um, should be okay for a while anyway. Yeah, well, that's what I'm kind of hoping. I'm taking my six-year-old grandson, and, and my daughter's going to meet us out there, so we're hoping for a little little calm water for a little while. Yeah. I, yeah, it I, all depends I think, on which way the wind is coming from. So Right. I I've, think, been out, I, I've been out here a couple of times on boat rentals, and I have rented from both places before, and that, so I know it can get really rough out here. Check yeah, check your check your AccuWeather forecast and typically check the hourly forecast and that's normally pretty good as far as giving you the wind for each hour. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that, so we're we're just about we're we're just about here. 
All right. Well, good luck. Thanks. Good luck fishing. Well, thanks for the info. All right. Yep. I know. And I think we got another caller, Tommy. All righty. Let's go to Keith and Waukesha. You're on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, good morning, Keith. Guys. What's up? Morning, guys. Good morning. Morning, Keith. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, We're doing well, good. As, as you know, Tom, uh, I had a couple back surgeries uh, not that long ago, so I decided to put on my waders and try trout fishing like I used to do years ago at Genesee and Ottawa Lake. Uh, big mistake. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you walk into that water and you stand there for 10 minutes and my back was killing me. But at the, the point I'm calling, I went to Genesee and I drove down the road and normally when you'd go there any time there was 100 boats there and guys fishing all on the shore. Well, I got there, this, uh, there was nobody there. And I'd only planted fish because I talked to the guy. He told me that they uh, had uh, planted, I don't know, 3,000 or 4,000 trout, whatever it is, or 2,900, I forget the number. But what, what got to me is there was, used to be able to walk in off the road and cast her. Well, there's a sign here that says no access. And down the road, there's a place to park. But I go in there, and it says parking for boats with trailers only, and it's parking for about maybe eight to ten, eight, I would say eight trailers. And the spots are marked for middle and and uh, lower Genesee. But the thing is, if they're putting five, uh, that many trout in there, there's no access to this lake anymore. The shore fishermen can't even walk out and fish anymore. This is a joke. And, uh, 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 you know, you pay the money for it. First time I bought an inland trout stamp in here, so I just thought I'd try it, you know, but... Uh, I tried walking out there, and I can't do it, and I got out of there because there was no place to in the Berkeley Park area that says, eh, park for trailers anyway, so I got and I left right away. So, so what you're saying have... is it, you used to be able to fish from shore there, now you can't? Yeah, there's a sign, access denied, or no access anymore. Huh. There's no place for the shore fisherman to put on his waders or hip boots and walk out and cast for trout. And if they're oh. dumping all these, you know, the townships get out there, and immediately when they do something, they post everything for no parking, so... Basically, they lock up the lake, and we're still dumping tons of trout in these lakes, and you can't get at them. It's, well, it's you know, the, pe- the, the people who live on that lake, you know, they got to catch some trout, you know, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, after them, I thought I still could be. I used to talk about the waders all that. I'll try it again, you know, but it's just it, the pressure on your back is just way too much. Oh, yeah, you know? I can imagine. So, there. Keith. Plus, it's a little chilly this morning. <laughs> so, Keith, now you said the par- parking area is so basically for vehicles with trailers only? Correct. Wow. Um, could, I mean, what's a guy, what, what do you do, get an old beater trailer and put it on the back of your vehicle just so you can park there? That sounds kind of no ridiculous. I have no idea. I drove and then, down the road, and as far as you could see, it was parked, it was marked on both sides of the road, no parking, no parking, no parking, no parking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, huh. that, that's just, again, their way of keeping you out of there because otherwise all you'd have to do is just wherever you launch the boat just wade in there with your waders and you'd be on the water once you're wading in the water you can be in front of somebody's house and there's nothing they can do about it if you're in on the water yeah but, but you can't park there at all you, unless you got a boat so, wow uh, you know it, it, and i'm sure this is you know i used to hunt by uh, a year ago for you know rainbow springs out there you know sure they, they bought thousands and thousands of acres over there but you got only like two or three access points because the township went and posted no parking anyplace earlier. So it's kind wow. of like, you know, in, in that restriction, uh, you spend all this money for the DNR, and boy, they just, they just lock you out. It, it's kind of sad. Even up by Lowell Lake up there in uh, 
uh, Washington County, I think it's Washington or Zonkey County, whatever it is. You know, it's, 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 it's okay. a little sad. So. Well, uh, we got to go to a break, Keith. Uh, thanks for giving us that info. We appreciate it. But uh, I was really surprised that this lake, I mean, for years we go there, it was a zoo. I'll say that. There was four bolts on it. Like, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you take care, Keith. And I hope your back feels a little better. All right. Well, I guess he's gone. All right, Danny. Uh, we got another break to take. We'll be back in just a few minutes, folks. You're listening to Sports Radio 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant. And we want to thank everybody for listening and getting on board the crazy train. Uh, we got a little bit of railroad tracks left, left to cover this morning. And right now, we have Dave Tower of Power, Big O' Olson from the Bay of Green Bay on the line. Good morning, Dave. Yeah, hey, Dave. All right. Happy, happy opening day where the chaos begins at the boat launches, right? All right, like John used to say. <laughs> well, I miss that guy, you know. Uh, Me hey, too. Cabaret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What's going on, guys? Yeah, not not too much. Uh, I haven't uh, I haven't been out uh, fishing lately, but evidently you've been on a big pond getting some walleyes. Uh, you were with Gillespie. Uh, why don't you want to tell? T- just start talking. Tell us about it all, Dave. Well, this week, uh, you know what? It's been walleye trips, and uh, you know the the weather as it is in Wisconsin is you just never know. I mean, you look at the forecast and you get something completely different. So, um, but the walleyes are biting pre-spawn, um, actually on the East shore up towards fish Creek and, and farther North still pre-spawn that water's just into the 42 degrees. You know, it's crazy. May 1st, right? Um, South of Sturgeon Bay where we've fished most of the trips, about 45 degrees or so uh we're getting those post-spawn uh active fish just starting to go a little bit more um you know both casting and trolling uh i tell you what um in in the uh, little sturgeon area dan which you know well uh boy i tell you what uh some of the the bites we've had there uh from not only walleye but the pre-spawn smallmouth and even pike you know, down deep there has been really good. And then up on the flats uh, for walleyes cruising around looking to eat. And then, uh, you know, uh, throwing hair jigs, man, I tell you what, uh, you could uh, leave that bait on all day. And, um, you know, those fish are moving around quite a bit. And what's interesting this week is uh, some of these areas that we're casting, uh, Mark Jackson, another guide from Wacky Walleye, had his live scope on, and he said that, he was seeing these schools of fish, these walleyes come in, come up on the break, cruise over the flat, and leave within 15 seconds. He said it was unreal. They, they're they on the move. So the strategy is uh, two different ways. I like to spot lock because you can manage your jig uh, more effectively, read the line, and basically you're going to cover an area um, pretty thoroughly and then kind of jog about a cast length either way. And, uh, you know, you're going to contact fish that are coming and going, 
and uh, present your bait. Now, yesterday, I saw a couple of guys set up and let the wind drift them, and uh, they were scoring just kind of moving with the wind. So a couple of different tactics, but those fish are, are certainly on the feed and on the move. Hey, I got a quick question, Dave. Uh, you you were with Gillespie. When is that show going to air? Uh, today, I uh, think it's, it's ten thirty or nine thirty. Right? They they release it uh, on their YouTube channel for people that don't, uh, you know, depending on where they get uh, for their TV signal. Yeah, uh, I know. At I'll the same see time, it's broadcast on AM channel eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's either nine thirty or ten thirty today. So basically, that. That was uh, one of those uh, deals where John Gillespie's boat is still in the process of getting completed. So um, he called up Dale, which he fishes with him every spring. And uh, so Mark Jackson took the first day, and I took the second day. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun and uh, uh, never did it before. And, uh, man, it was uh, I'm kind of, it was actually fun doing it, but now I'm kind of worried about what I said. You know what I mean? <laughs> at, the, at the time... We're having fun, and Ryan, the cameraman, is is nothing short of a comedian. I swear, I laughed for the entire day. But uh, uh, you know what? Um, it was a great experience. We got you know we got plenty of fish, uh, you know, over the two days, and uh, and like I said, that was a, that was a fun time. Um, you know, there last week. So, Dave, real quick, now you mentioned the water temp further north, still cold. So you got some pre pre-spawn fish yet what uh what is what is the water temp temp down there by little sturgeon then warmer i'm guessing by a bit yeah uh what was interesting about this week is northwest winds um really kind of blew in some of that warmer water and dirtier water and uh, uh and and actually what was it i think it was tuesday the biggest waves i've been in in my life uh, on Tuesday, and I got to tell you, I mean, I know I just got this nitro, but that is a big water boat. I, I was, uh, I was concerned. Uh, you know, the wind that they predicted was gonna dissipate actually got worse. And uh, but we we fished that day, we got fish, but man, that ride back, I tell you what, I. Uh, uh, but uh, hey, listen, the 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 water clarity, I feel like, is uh, just as important as temperature because we were catching walleyes in seven to eight feet of water because you couldn't see the bottom. The water was kind of churned up and uh, from that heavy northwest wind. So we were fishing shallower, um, and the water temp didn't really seem to matter. I mean, 44, 45 down, you know, past uh, Compass Rose, getting down towards uh, Shooter's Dock down that way. But uh, it's really interesting, the dynamic of the water clarity, how it affects everything up there just as much as temperature. And you, you mentioned using those hair jigs. Now, when I think of using hair jigs, I have used them for smallies, and I typically have used them in shallow water, but, I mean, can you use those in deeper water as well, or are you pri- primarily on top of some of those shelves using it? No, absolutely. Uh, you know, 30 feet of water. We were, we were catching, uh, contacting fish in 30 feet of water with a 3 8 ounce hair jig. Now, I like to kind of get up to about a half ounce you know, when you have guests on board, it just kind of gets that bait down there and they can read it better. But, uh, you know, it, it, it just is something about, uh, we caught a walleye this week that was so full, the belly was just jammed with gobies. I mean, and, and all that hair jig is doing is, and, and the retrieve that we're doing is just one real handle of turn. So basically, 
you're pointing the rod tip at the bait, you turn the handle, and all that, all that jig is doing is jumping up a couple inches and coming back down, just like a goby does. You know, they don't have swim bladders. They're just kind of hopping around the rocks, and the walleyes are cruising through there like vacuum cleaners, you know, sucking them things up. So that's why that hair jig is so effective. And, and yeah, when you get up into the shallower rocks, you know, a quarter ounce, and then you got to be aware of where that is so you don't get snagged. But deeper, um, 25, 30 feet of water is still very effective. And I think you kind of alluded to it uh, with a light bait like that. You got to kind of try and have as little slack in your line as possible and kind of read when, when it, you cast it out and it hits the bottom. So I'm guessing you're, you're putting a spot lock on, positioning where the wind is at your back and casting on out and, and letting it, let it sink on down. And that kind of takes you know the slack equation out a little bit anyway. Am I correct on that? Yeah, and and the other thing is the bite this time of year is so subtle. I mean, it uh, uh, you got to have that tight line and then uh, be aware of where that is. So when you turn that reel crank, your your say it's ten pound fire line high vis, so you can really read the line. And once that jig hits the bottom, that line kind of jumps right, and it kind of indicates, okay, I'm on the bottom. And what they'll do is, when you turn that reel handle, it jumps up. They'll come down and pin it to the bottom. So it's not an active bite like, you know, uh, you're, you're cranking it in and boom, you hit it. it it's weight. So that's why you got to be like if you have your rod tip way up in the air and you got all that slack, you'll never feel it. So that to me, this time of year is so much more finesse. It's not like a rip and wrap, you know, where you're just ripping that thing up. It's such a finesse. And it's just so effective because if they're in a negative mood and, um, you know, or it's like, you know, me at a buffet, you know, I'm like full, but they bring out the chocolate fountain. I'm like, oh, I could eat, right? So you, you put the you put the jig in front of them and, and it's just hopping around like a little goby, boom, you know. So that's and, uh, real effective this time of year. Hey, 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 what, what color jigs are you using? Well, put it this way. Uh, I peeked in Dale's boat and he had about a, a bag of about 40 jigs and uh, um, they were all purple. So uh, that gives you an indication. So, uh, <laughs> there's your choice. Uh, but I, I will tell this. So yesterday I had a couple from uh, Chicago up, and uh, I had I, everybody was throwing purple hair jigs. Well, you know, uh, I think I got five. You know, um, Frank was his name, got one. He goes, ah, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to put on uh, something different. So he put on this gold glitter, orange and yellow and and I swear, first cast, he got a fish, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, hey, whatever, man, you know, knock yourself out. I think when they're feeding, they eat, you know, they're going to eat. So, uh, so well, I know, mean, that that is the start. But you know, uh, the water was a little more dingy, and, and that, that chartreuse fire tiger-ish, you know, in the dirtier water, you know, it was effective, certainly. Well, you know, Al Linder really likes that color uh, pink, you know, bubblegum pink. He thinks that's the new hot color. He's been using that for years, so I wonder if that would work up there. I think so, man. Remember, Danny, where the 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 pink was the musky rage here years ago. Remember, yep, it was like yep. uh, that, that was the hot color. Pink, but yeah, I got a pink double cowgirl. Hey, you're talking about uh, those uh, hair jigs. I'm guessing if they're eating gobies on the bottom, that the Ned rigs would work too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we didn't throw any, so now what we're seeing now, that's it's the opener. Um, there's going to be some walleye bass combo trips, and uh, uh, I agree. I mean, I think that Ned Rig, uh, if you present it down there as well, is is, is kind of in that same family, you know, where that, that, that head, you know, that jig sits up or the tail sits up based on the jig head size. But uh, as far as colors for trolling, though, um, you know, 
we really didn't see a consistent color pattern, you know, to me. I mean, I think it's more the action. Um, and, again, got some nice pike, got a giant pre-spawn smallie. They'll swim in like little sturgeon. They'll swim in and kind of hang out in that 20 feet and wait and wait, and then they swim up, do their thing, and then they swim back down. So uh, all the males are up small, uh, shallow now, kind of cruising around, you know, getting ready. But, uh, you know, that's kind of that time of year where you get a bunch of different species that are, you know, wallers are leaving, smallers are coming in, and pike are still hanging out. So. Hey, Dave, we got to go to a break, but if people want to get a hold of you for uh, guiding, how, how can they do that? Uh, you can uh, just just Google wacky walleye. Um, you'll, you'll get the results. You can call them. Uh, Karen does all the booking. Um, so Dale's guiding full-time, Mark Jackson, and I'm part-time. Um, they do have a, a small moth school coming up May 21st and 22nd. I tell you what, if you're interested at all in those species of fish, Dale goes through literally everything. There's no secrets, every technique, spots, um, you know, the line, the rod, uh, techniques. He'll take you down to the, either in the pool at the resort or down at the lake and show you the retrieve. And, and uh, it's, it's such a good educational time. On Friday, they feed you. Saturday, you're out on the water, and then there's all kinds of prizes at the end of the day. So the 21st, 22nd of uh, May, and then uh, they're booking trips now throughout the summer. So, uh, yeah, get in on it before they're filled up, because with the Canada border closed, it's really busy. Well, be careful today. It's supposed to be windy. All right, guys. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Take Dave. care, Dave. Take care. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. See you, buddy. bye. That was Dave Olson. He's a guide up there with the Wacky Walleye Guide Service, so... Uh, you know, give them a call, Google Wacky Walleye, and, uh, you know, maybe get hooked up with Dave. He's a good guy. So, uh, anyway, we got, uh, this is our last break of the day, Danny, so uh, we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Just one more break to go. One more segment here on the Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors. It's the Welcome back to the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. Make sure you got the Bait Mate. Bring the Coleman with you. Summer's coming. Got to avoid those bugs. And uh, this is Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors. We thank everybody for listening. Uh, it's talking to Sam. Uh, evidently, we've got a lot of listeners who listen um, online. Uh, you call it podcast, Tom. I just Google 1250 Cutting Edge Outdoors and go right to the radio station, and you can just click on hour one, hour two. But evidently, Problem with technical problem with the uh, equipment today. So if some of our online listeners uh, listen uh, today, tomorrow, or next week, you might miss the first couple minutes of our program. Sorry about that. Right now we do have a fishing report, the Up North report from Dennis from Boulder Junction. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? We're doing good, bud. Did you get a chance to get up here? I know I called you back and told you the weather turned sour. Yeah, I appreciate you calling back, and I'll tell you what, Dennis, being as I was, I just left Oshkosh, I had to drop waders off and a dip net for my brother Tim, and I was driving, heading out of Oshkosh when I got a message from you and from Troy, and I thought, what the heck, I'm on the way up there anyway, so I went and visited my friend Troy for a day, um, so we, we he had a good time, kind of toured around the area. And then I, you know, then I turned around, came back. We didn't do anything fishing or anything major. If I'd stayed there longer, I would have given you a call. But uh, I do plan on getting up there, hopefully in the summer when the weather's nicer. No, no, 
problem. And when you're up here, make sure you call them. We'll have breakfast or do something. So. Yes. So what's it like? What's the fishing like up there by you on this first day? Right now, we're sitting out on the lake. There's uh, overcast skies. It's supposed to clear up, and they're talking about oh, upper 70s before the day is over. The wind is quite uh, strong. Yeah. Up to about 20, 25 miles an hour, and we're kind of in a little bay right now. My fishing partner, Greg, is out fishing me quite a bit. He says I'm a good guy, but a lousy fisherman. So, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got one nice walleye in the box, and, and, he, and he missed a couple other ones, or we caught a couple other ones and put them back. But, uh, well, 48-degree uh, water temperature, and we're fishing about 12 feet of water right now. Fish have moved out a little deeper, so we're going to have to find them and do some work. And the wind, we got to battle the wind a little bit, but it's sure nice being out here after all winter. Yeah, yeah, well, we kind of missed your updates uh, this I know, spring, I know. Dan told me, he said, you got to call more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to give us those updates. Hey, listen. I got something important I got to ta- uh, say before we go, and we've only got a couple minutes left. So okay. I hate to cut your report a little short, okay? Not a problem. I'll I'll keep in touch with you guys, and I'll get calling a little earlier, and we'll, we'll uh, give you a good report. All right. All thanks, right. Good Dennis. luck, Dennis. Okay. I'll talk to you hey. two months later. That was Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction Connection, and Danny. You know, we've been hearing ads this morning for uh, the Kentucky Derby, you know that's going on today and normally we would be talking to the no-name bookie about the Kentucky Derby and his picks and whatever but I'm sad to say that my good friend the no-name bookie passed away last week from pancreatic cancer that he'd been fighting for a year so no no more no-name bookie so I'll have to give you the picks myself well I'm really (laughs) sorry to hear that Tom I know he had been fighting that for for yeah. quite a while, and uh, you know, for all the people out there, you know, uh, you got, you don't, it, you really got to appreciate your health. I thank the Lord every day, and and pray for those that need that aren't in good health, because uh, uh, prayer will sometimes uh, work if you lift somebody up in prayer. And uh, once again, I uh, got to be thankful for what you got in this world. I'll tell you that, Tom. Well, you know, I was told one time, and I truly believe this that every prayer is answered. It's just that sometimes the answer is no. So Yeah, it's not not all not always what we expect sometimes. Exactly, but uh, exactly. but I have have seen miracles before. And uh, yeah, I've got several of my friends right now kind of going through some things, so my uh, my thoughts are with them. Um, on a positive note, Tom, I uh, talked my brother Tim went up yeah. to the promised land up in Douglas County. And, you know, there's a stand, a deer stand, that we call the playpen stand, which my bo- uh, my brother, 20, uh, I don't know, 30 years ago, he took a playpen out of the backyard for his kids, and he went and set it up on this big ravine, and it's been modified since, but it's still known as the playpen stand. And I was walking there in the middle of winter a couple of years ago, and three of the biggest toms I've ever seen in my life were together there, and they went flying off over the ravine. It was pretty cool. Well, my brother went up there to try and get a turkey, and he busted a big tom out of the playpen stand yesterday. So I can't wait to talk to him and, and hear the story because the turkeys are pretty few and far between up there, and he's gone several years up there, and every time he'd go in the spring, he wouldn't see a turkey in the entire county. He went one day and got a big one yesterday, so I'm pretty happy for him. Well, that's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. 
You've been listening to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends. Mm-hmm.